0: The players said yes to prayer. The Athletic Association said, oh, no, you don't. The governor says, oh, yes, they can. What's next? Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard and this is First Liberty Live. Our recent interview with a professor who was fired for teaching basic biology in an anatomy and physiology class is suddenly getting viral traffic on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, please do, and also then share it with your friends if you would. But first, you're going to want to watch this. I've got Jeremy Dice here, who's senior counsel with us here at First Liberty Institute. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for having me, Stuart. It's good to have you here. Recently, we were at a federal appeals court arguing this case, which is out of Florida, It's for something that ought to be common sense. First, give me a summary of what the case is uh, concerning Cambridge Christian School. Well, in order to talk about this case, we've got to go all the way back to 2015. Because these things take time. These things
1: take time, and this case especially has taken a lot of time. In the fall of 2015, Cambridge Christian School was having a really good football season. So good, as a matter of fact, that they earned the right to play in the state championship 2A game and they were playing against university Christian schools. So now you have it, in December of 2015, two Christian schools are lined up to play the state championship game for the Class 2A division in the Florida High School Athletic Association's State Championship Football Series.
0: Which is a big deal. Big
1: deal for these students, right? Now, both of these schools have a tradition, and that tradition is that they have a prayer over the loudspeaker just prior to kickoff, something that I think is very common in a lot of Christian schools around the country.
0: Because why not? It's a Christian school, nobody's gonna be offended.
1: Absolutely, and so when they're, they've earned the right now to play in the state championship game. They asked the FHSAA, hey, can we have prayer over the loudspeaker? And FHSAA says, well, no, you can't because that would be religious speech and that would violate the Constitution and violate the Establishment Clause because this is, at that time, the Citrus Bowl. It's owned by the city of Orlando and we are a state actor and so we have to abide by that and so,
0: so sorry, you can't do that. And the the weird thing about this is it's as if somehow rather than praying on the field by praying over a microphone somehow that makes it a government endorsement i mean that makes no sense at all
1: well I, I i agree with you i hope our judges agree with us as well on that same point no one in the western hemisphere would have thought that this was the speech of the state everyone would have been very clear to know that this was going to be the speech of cambridge christian or university christian or one of the people who would be given the microphone and look the state could have just simply said no we don't give anybody the microphone but they didn't say that yeah they said no because it's religious we're not going going to allow you to use this microphone for that purpose and as a result the kids on the field couldn't pray with the moms and dads in the stands and the moms and dads in the stands couldn't pray with the kids who were on the field they lost the opportunity that day to be able to do that and we really tried to work with the fhsaa prior to filing a lawsuit but in the fall of 2016 we were left with really no other option but to file a lawsuit and that's what's ultimately has led us to the 11th circuit court of appeals to find out whether or not uh the law uh, protects the right of two christian schools playing a state championship football game to utter a couple seconds worth of a prayer over the loudspeaker prior to kickoff
0: and that's precisely all we're asking for right i mean there's not a whole lot more to this case it's pretty straightforward it's, it's pretty cut and dry that's it no look we,
1: what we're, we've said is look there's an injury that has occurred here uh and we need to be compensated for that injury even if it's just a dollar to say hey your civil rights were violated but then we also need to look forward to the
0: future to say hey this shouldn't ever happen again Okay, let's talk about what's happened in the meantime. It's been making its way through the courts for years, and it's been going well so far. But then Governor DeSantis signs a bill into law at the school protecting the right of students in this kind of situation to pray over the loudspeaker. Some are saying, well, if if it's protected now, why is there still a case? You're an attorney. Help us understand that.
1: You know, I really wish that the Florida High School Athletic Association had that policy in place before we filed that lawsuit. Probably wouldn't have even out, had to have any litigation whatsoever because what the bill does is it just says, look, when you reach the state championship game of any any contest, whether it's football or another contest of uh, wrestling or whatever, and we've got a lot of examples, by the way, of other uh, other prayers being had over the loudspeaker before our game, and that's kind of duplicitous on the part of the FHSAA. But anyway... Yeah if that policy had been in place, the two schools could have had a minute of time to say whatever they'd like to over the loudspeaker to provide what they call opening remarks. As long as those remarks were not lewd or indecent or obscene, something that the First Amendment uh, protects us to say, in other words, you can't say those things anyway if you open the forum, yeah. uh, it would have been fine. So they could have sung the school fight song, they could have uh, you know, read a, a statement from their mission statement, or they could have actually said a prayer during that time. And so we would have had no case at all. But that policy wasn't in place at the time of the contest and it wasn't in place before we had to file the lawsuit they could have adopted it before the the suit and sort of mooted our issue yeah and so we were left with really no option but to file this lawsuit now the lawsuit continues for two very important reasons number one it's the two reasons are backwards and forwards so the backwards side of this is to say look we were injured the cambridge christian school had their rights violated back in December of
0: 2015. And to be clear by injured, you're talking legally injured. They lost their civil rights even
1: for just a minute, which the Supreme Court has said even if that's uh, just for a second, it's been a deprivation of your civil rights, and the government has to compensate you for that, even if it's just a dollar to acknowledge, yes, we violated your civil rights. And that's really all we're asking for. But looking forward on things, well now the the law is in place, Governor DeSantis signed it, he even signed it at Cambridge Christian, so doesn't that moot the case? No, it doesn't moot the case, and and for a very important reason. Uh, If you remember back to high school civics, there are sort of gradations of the law, right? You have state statutes, and you Mm -hmm. have state constitutions, and you have federal statutes, and you have federal constitutions, the United States Constitution. Well, in this case, remember what the FHSA said. They said that we can't allow that prayer, why? because it would violate the Establishment Clause. Well, going back again to high school civics, the Establishment Clause, to put it commonly, outranks the state statute. Right. And so if the state statute violates the Establishment Clause, well, then it can't, it, it, it can't uphold. And so we have said to the court, and unless and, and less until this, the FHSAA changes this in some sort of policy statement, which they have not done, uh, then the, their position has been that the Establishment Clause prevents religious speech from being uttered even during those opening remarks on a microphone control by the FHSA. That's why that case continues on.
0: And That also explains why we're trying this in a federal court, not in the state court, because they said it's all about the Establishment Clause, right? That's that's exactly right. Uh, and if the Establishment Clause, which, by
1: the way, doesn't actually control in this situation anyway, and right. there are other cases that have uh, come up to give us some clarification about that in the interim, but the reality is that uh, what the FHSAA is trying to do is say, well, it might violate the Establishment Clause, and so we're going to pull out our little whack-a-mole stick and knock down religion every time it pops up in the public square. That's precisely what the Constitution is to guard against.
0: The other thing people might be wondering, we we won last year a case involving Coach Kennedy who wanted to pray after games by himself on the 50-yard line. The Supreme Court said that is a protected right, that you can have private religious expression even as a football coach on a football field at a football game. Does that play into the well, I mean, certainly they share the
1: gridiron. They share the football pads and the players. Uh, but there's also a really important overlap. You know, I alluded a moment ago about this important clarification that the Supreme Court has provided. Well, that came from Kennedy's case. yeah. Uh, and in Kennedy's case, Justice uh, Alito uh, mentioned in that, that opinion that there is one First Amendment uh, in our Constitution, there are two clauses that are often paired against each other, but they're supposed to be meant as a marriage. They're supposed to complement one another. And so he said that we that the state cannot chase constitutional phantoms. Establishment clause phantom violations is what he, he, he termed it. Uh, as a way to suppress religious speech or suppress the free exercise of religion. Those are supposed to complement one another and not to be used against each other. And so, thankfully, the Supreme Court has kind of pushed that that tool off the table of state actors like the FHSAA. They can no longer pick it up again to whack people uh, that seek to exercise their religion in the public square. Uh, Instead, they're supposed to remember that there is this other clause in the Constitution called the free exercise clause that they're supposed to protect. The FHSSA really gloriously failed at protecting the the free exercise rights of the Cambridge Christian School, University Christian School, and really every single student athlete in the state of Florida by seeking to use the Establishment Clause as something of a cudgel against the free exercise rights of those students and players.
0: And and those of us who have followed this over any length of time look at the Establishment Clause, and then we look at the idea of, of having a prayer before a football game. The Establishment Clause, the purpose of it was to say the government is not going to establish a state-favored church, a a, a denomination that is favored by a a Church of America, if you will, kind of like Church of England. There's no way this does that. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's just silly.
1: It just simply allows people of faith to – look, the the FHSAA could have when someone came up to give the prayer – uh, completely disclaimed it. This The following that you're about to hear is the prayer of Cambridge Christian School and in no way reflects the FHSAA. You know, they Done. can come on with an announcer voice yeah. and just excuse the entire <laughs> thing. They didn't do that. They really swerved out of the way to make sure that religion didn't make its way into the public square. And that's precisely what the Supreme Court has been repeatedly tapping the mic and reminding people about, that this is this is wrong, that we're supposed to tolerate religion in the public square and welcome it. And, and by the way, because these are high school students, is of no moment at all They're going to encounter religion in the public square. Where better to learn how to encounter that than in school? But the message that the FHSAA sent instead was that prayer was wrong, that it needs to be hidden from sight, put out of public view. That's the wrong message to send to every student athlete in the state of Florida. I am so thankful that not only First Liberty has taken this case to clarify that important principle, but now that the state of Florida has also seen fit to say, that's an important message going forward. We're not going to ever allow this to happen again, regardless of what the FHSA tries to do.
0: So when do we find out what happened at the appeals court? Well, your guess is as good as
1: mine. The, 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 Florida, or I'm sorry, the 11th Circuit takes a little bit of time to, to consider our arguments. We just had them about three weeks ago in the state of Florida. Yeah. Uh, they're going to uh, go back to the chambers, uh, think through the decision. Someone will author that opinion, and we'll get what, a decision in a couple months.
0: Very good. Anything else you want to share before I let you go?
1: Uh, It has been our privilege to work on this case for seven years. Now, I wish it hadn't taken seven years to do, but I think at the end of the day, what we're going to have is a real important clarification about how important it is to allow people of faith to be people of faith, even in the public square. You shouldn't be pressing the mute button when it comes to prayer over the loudspeaker.
0: And victories in these cases win for young people for generations, and that's why we do what we do. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate having you here. Uh, If these are issues you care about, would you consider supporting the work of First Liberty Institute? Uh, You can help bring about effective change in the real world, just as we're working to bring about in the case involving Cambridge Christian School. Just look for the big red give button at the top of com. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.